is a packed Irish NFL show this week. We're delighted to welcome on the producer of Good Morning Football, NFL Network. You may have seen him around, obviously, a lot of different things as well. Previously, with NFL Films, Lion Scout, Matt Hamilton. Matt, uh, thanks so much for joining us on the Irish NFL show. How's it going? No, thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Everything's going well. Um, you know, settling into that uh, post Super Bowl offseason life. But, uh, you know, it's a different kind of grind now for us. But, but, uh, a lot more excitement to come with the combine coming up, the draft, everything going on. So, um, you know, just switching gears a little bit. We're excited. Yeah, you're, you're a bit like us. We went from the west coast to the east coast as well, but we went to the far east coast over in Ireland again. It's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a journey. But here, just for yourself, Matt, uh, we ask every guest this: Have you ever been to Ireland? Uh, have you any family from Ireland yourself? Or? I have not been to Ireland yet. It's on my list because I do have some ancestry from there. Um, on my father's side, so that's definitely you know, definitely want to want to go there at some point soon. Matt, uh, I think you talked about this on a podcast recently. Your Jaguars uh, fandom. Mm. Can, can you talk to us a, a little bit about that? And obviously, um, an interesting season uh, for the for the Jags. What do you, what do you make <laughs> about the uh, the off season changes and uh, your new head coach? So, um, first off, as far as the Jaguars fandom, um, that was something that has come to me a little bit later in life. I grew up a Giants fan uh, in the New York area. And, um, but, you know, after, after working for the Detroit Lions, you know, working, working with teams, working in the NFL for a little bit, you know, your fandom kind of dissipates. And um, during the second season of Good Morning Football, before the, uh, the season started, we had a, a segment you know, which team's going to make the biggest jump in 2017. And, uh, you know, I kind of pitched all the hosts. I thought, I thought the Jaguars going to, were going to make a big leap. I love the off season they had with, you know, signing Calais Campbell, drafting Fournette, a lot, you know, I thought they made a lot of, a lot of great moves and I got kind of laughed off by every single host individually. <laughs> so I decided at that moment, I was going to start repping the Jaguars just as a little reminder to them, um, you know, when the Jaguars got going that, that, they blew me off and that they should be sorry about it. So um, as the season progressed, of course, that was the year the Jaguars ended up going to the AFC title game. And uh, I wear my Jaguars hat in the background of the show and some, uh, some people from the team picked up on it um, and reached out to me. And uh, the mayor of Jacksonville actually saw it and reached out to me as well and had me come down there. So they kind of uh, adopted me into that fan base over time, which was, which was a really fun experience. And uh, they have a great group of fans there, you know, um, I feel like people like kind of like poke fun at that, at that fan base a little bit. So that they're, you know, that try to make them seem like they're an inferior fan base because it's a smaller market, but that they have such loyal, devoted, passionate fans. And it's, it's a shame that, you know, people kind of jab at them the way that they do. Cause it's, it's honestly my favorite fan base in the, in the NFL They're They're as, as passionate, as loyal as it gets. And you kind of have to be. Um, especially as you said, with everything that went on this off season, um, uh, you know, uh, it was a tumultuous ride for them, but I think ultimately you get a Super Bowl winning head coach and Doug Peterson and everything he brings to the table. I think it's an exciting hire for them and hopefully one that's going to get Trevor Lawrence, uh, on the right track now. Matt, I'm a Giants fan and people have been poking fun at me for the past 10 years, but the beauty of the Irish NFL show is you can't, you can't switch allegiance. There's too many people. 
interacting yeah. with the show. Um, you touched <laughs> on it there, the transition from the off-season, I suppose the Super Bowl into the off-season, the combine is fast approaching. Um, look, we saw Aaron Rodgers this week. You know, he's, There's no story at the moment. You know, He's pretty much put that to bed that nothing is going to happen anytime soon. Is there any particular storyline this off-season, even if it's similar to last year, that you're going to keep an eye on, that you're really keen to see how it evolves over the next few months? I'm fascinated to see the quarterback situation play out in San Francisco. I mean, everybody anticipates Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded at some point soon. Um, you know, that kind of seems to be a foregone conclusion at this point. I saw Debo Samuel at, at the Super Bowl, and he basically said he expects it to, to happen any day now. Um, and, you know, those guys in that locker room all love Jimmy, but I think they just know their writing's on the wall. Um, so I'm interested to see one, if Trey Lance, uh, is able to take that leap forward. Uh, we saw a little bit of him this year and it wasn't particularly inspiring, but we know the natural ability, the natural talent is there. And, um, there's plenty to be excited about there from a raw ability standpoint. I'm also wondering if, you know, if Aaron Rodgers does become available, <laughs> um, you know, if they try to make a move there, because obviously we know Rodgers, that's a place that he, uh, that he wanted to go when he was drafted, um, you know, when the Niners had the number one pick and, and ended up taking Alex Smith um, over him. Uh, I also wonder if, you know, if Tom Brady's having second thoughts about maybe coming back, if that's a place that he would look as, again, another childhood fan of that Niners team. So uh, there's the fact, you know, Trey Lance is fascinating enough, but then when you throw those two names in the mix, I feel like anything can happen for the Niners this offseason. And uh, we know how close they were to getting back to that Super Bowl last year. Obviously, if they get one of those two guys, they're going to probably be the favorites in the NFC heading into next season. It's going to be an intriguing offseason. And the one thing, Matt, that really works here with the NFL and, and the fans in Ireland, the UK and Europe is good morning football. So, for example, obviously in Ireland, the UK, you get Sky Sports showing it. And there's so many fans of the show over here. And I was very fortunate to speak to a couple of guys from NFL Films when it was over in SoFi, and they were talking about how the show is recorded in the World Trade Center, in the, in the new building in New York, and there's some like external production taking place in like New Jersey, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah. What's it like being a, a producer on, on Good Morning Football? You know, like talk us through that early morning. Are we talking like 3 a.m. Eastern? So you're like us, you're getting up at like 8 a.m. Uh, our time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ba basically. Yeah. Um. It, it's uh. The hours, and it's funny, they say, oh, the hours when you work in morning TV, you'll get used to it. I've been on the show for six years. You never get used to it. Um, you just try to, you find different ways to manage it. Uh, but it's it's a blast. It really is. I mean, you, you see how much fun the hosts are. Um, and, you know, we kind of just get free reign to do what we want in a lot of ways and have fun uh, with the show, which it hasn't really been like that anywhere else that I've been. So it's it's been a really cool experience and we've been able to kind of cultivate our own our own voice in this industry over these six years. And, and it's been uh, it was it was hard to foresee when we first started, but the way that it's it's developed has been has been so much fun. And and we got the chance to go out um, in 20. I believe it was 2018 or 2019, um, uh, go out to London for, uh, for two weeks. And I, we were just blown away by the passion of the fans out there and just how much our show seemed to resonate with, with all the fans out, out in the UK um, and across all of Europe and how many fans traveled from all across Europe to go to those games. It was, uh, 
it was really, it was really eye-opening for us because, you know, we don't, you know, you don't necessarily know, you hear there are a lot of fans out there, but until you actually see it in the flesh and see um, just the passion going to some of those tailgates and how it's, you know, tens of thousands of fans in those parking lots and, and even some of them, like people running up to Nate in tears, like, you know, it felt like, you know, the four hosts are like the Beatles sometimes <laughs> with the reaction that they got. It was uh, it was really mind blowing. And it really it really opened our eyes to how big the international fan base really is. Absolutely. And obviously, that's something that the league is going to grow with games now in Germany as, as well. But I suppose you you do coach uh, QBs and you've been around the the league and I'm just wondering like a lot of talk this year you know the QB classes isn't as strong, but at the same time I suppose you know I've been watching the game a long time and every year we see you know maybe the first two QBs taken off the board aren't necessarily the guys who you know are the top performers. Patrick Mahomes wasn't the first QB to go. Uh, Justin Herbert wasn't the first QB to go. Josh Allen, you know, and you can go, you can go down. Um, now, obviously, Joe Burrow was number one, and he did it. But I'm just interested, I suppose, you know, as somebody who's been around the game uh, as uh, coach kids, just like from from your perspective, looking at this QB class that we have and making that transition, do you share all the concerns that people are are, are talking about at the moment? Yeah, so I actually, I've the last two days I've spent really digging into this quarterback class because, as I said, you know, we're so locked into the NFL season. You know, I kind of, as soon as the Super Bowl is over, then I just start grinding, grinding tape and, and watching as much of these. I start with the quarterbacks and just start watching as much as I can. Um, and it is, it's a class where you have a lot of intriguing guys. I think I would be very surprised if one or two of these guys doesn't end up becoming a big player. And I think um, situation is going to dictate a lot of that. Um, but they all have things that really stand out about them. Like Malik Willis, the physical skill set is so intriguing. Um, and then you have guys like Kenny Pickett, where you could see mentally, you know, um, he's got it. Like the physical skill set may be lacking a little bit as far as arm strength and things like that. Um, but you see the way he can pick apart defenses and how intelligent he is and the mobility that he has and the, and the pocket movement that he has. Um, so I just think, you know, I think the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that determines, it, obviously, like NFL teams haven't figured it out yet, how to predict quarterback play. Um, there's so many hits and misses at the position. And I think situation is a huge determining factor. Um, getting in the right system, getting the right talent around you, getting the right coaching. I think it matters so much. And I think also um, just the off the field stuff, the stuff you can't see on film really makes such a big difference, too. Um, and that's where the interviews at the combine really come into play. And, and I think that's where, cause being successful at the quarterback position, it's, it, there's so much more to it than talent. And even then intelligence, you have to have those leadership abilities. You have to be able to command the room. And, um, that's the stuff like Patrick Mahomes, you saw the raw talent, um, on his tape. You saw some concerns with, you know, him maybe taking too many chances sometimes, things like that. But for him to get with a coach like Andy Reid in that offensive scheme and then for his makeup, he's the type of guy who just outworks everybody and who's a natural born leader. Um, so it's those intangibles and it's the situation that I think, um, you know, can really help these guys who might have some concerns grow and blossom into superstars. Matt, we're talking about the draft and 
I suppose the last couple of years, the draft has been moved around from different locations throughout the States, you know, originally in Radio City and it's moved. And I think it's one of the best decisions the NFL has probably done because it's become such a spectacle. This year, Vegas, have you thought too far ahead in terms of the work you're going to have on? Will you be traveling out there? And that's that should be a fantastic week for yourselves. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting to hear if we are officially doing that. I'm hoping because that will be a lot of fun. And we kind of got, uh, got a little... Uh, west coast uh you know doing the show live on the west coast we got some of that under our belt so now we know what we're in for <laughs> with those 1 a.m wake-ups and <laughs> all that um but yeah that'll be that'll be something you're right like it, it moving the draft every single year has been was such a good move i wasn't sure about it at first to be honest because it was such a staple being in new york um being at radio city music hall it was such you know it was, it was such a tradition uh but it, it has been such such an incredible uh, an incredible move um since they've done that it's just the fans that show up in every city i remember the first one we went to was in philadelphia and um they had the stage the stage up on the art museum steps that rocky runs up in the movie and um just to see that place packed with fans and just the atmosphere created there it was it was something special and it's been like that every single place they've had it since You'll you'll need a remote spot in Vegas to do the show because Vegas is twenty four seven. So yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun few weeks and months in Vegas, and, and never mind the draft, the Super Bowl in two years. I I dread to think, boys, what we're gonna be doing in those few weeks. Uh, Matt, you were talking there a bit about LA, and I think for a lot of the people in Ireland and the UK and Europe that are maybe listening to this, they did watch the NFL Network coverage this year from the from the new studio, and I have to say. I completely found out when I walked past the like the garden, like the studio garden uh, on game day, and and like I know it was all fenced up, but it's it's an incredible setup from the outside. It must be amazing inside because that's my one regret is is not getting in there on the Monday before I had to go to LAX. To be honest, with it uh it was absolutely spectacular. Uh, they did such an amazing job with those facilities. I've never seen anything like it. We we're getting a little jealous, to be honest, because it's just it's 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 such an incredible place. It's like a museum and, you know, and a studio all in one. Um, they just have so much going on there. So much beautiful, there's beautiful artwork everywhere. Um, everything's state of the art. It's just, they, they did an, an unbelievable job with it. And, and it being right next to SoFi is re really, really cool too. Um, so we were, we were fortunate to get to spend a couple of weeks working out of there and, and experiencing all of that. It was, it was a lot of fun for us. Matt, I think one of the things that I'm most jealous of is uh, Kyle Brandt and um, Peter's uh, jacket collection when they're when they're on the show. But you mentioned getting up earlier. I imagine when Kyle does his uh, angry runs uh, segment, uh, the energy in the in the studio must be great. And I suppose I'm I'm interested. I suppose in your thoughts on the the way in which the the game has gone. We haven't seen, I suppose, running backs, you know, have the sort of kind of back to back to back like Barry Sanders and it's made OJ kind of three or four years as the rushing leader. Now, Derrick Henry probably would have been without injury, but every year there's kind of maybe a new face who, who uh, jumps up having had a good first year or a good couple of years and then makes the jump. Who do you think might be? Are there some names that you think could uh, potentially be in the the running to to be the rushing leader this year? Oh man, that's a great question. That's a great point. Um, I was like, it was looking like it was going to be Derrick Henry kind of becoming that guy again and being 
being kind of that running back that had been lost over the years. Um, but yeah, with the injury, um, that wasn't able to happen. I mean, I don't see any reason why Jonathan Taylor shouldn't be out there again. Um, you know, with that offensive line, with his running style, um, I would expect him to be in the mix. Um, the other guy I would really watch for is Najee Harris. Uh, cause I, we saw last year, the Steelers offense ran through him. Um, and, they have a lot of work to do with the offensive. The offensive line still wasn't great. He, he had a good season. I think if the focus this offseason, obviously their biggest focus is going to be finding a quarterback. Uh, but beyond that, I think it's going to be improving that offensive line. And if they're able to make this take the steps forward they need to take with that offensive line, he's a guy I can see uh, being at the top of the league and rushing next year. Matt, you're in New York. I suppose you hear a lot of the, the talk around the Giants and the Jets, but the Jets – for me, are a very intriguing team coming into this offseason. They've, they've got the they've got the fourth and the tenth pick in the draft. They've got plenty of cap space. Do you think uh, Joe Douglas? Everybody raves about the fact you now that that Jamal the Adams trade to Seattle looks like it was a great deal for for the for, yeah. uh, for the Jets. Do you think they're going to go heavy in, in free agency, or do you think he'll just kind of try pick holes in the in the roster and try methodically upgrade the team? Um. You know, I think we'll see the Jets. The Jets always tend to be players in free agency. They have a little bit of cap space. So I'd look for them to to try to bolster, you know, bolster the roster a bit. Uh, but I, I do think those draft picks are going to be are going to be where we really see them uh, make their biggest upgrades. And they're picks that they need to hit at this point. They need to surround Zach Wilson with the right pieces. Um, they need to get better defensively. They need to upgrade the talent there. So uh, luckily for them, this is a draft, you know, a draft where you don't need a quarterback. Um, you know, it's a it's a good draft to not need a quarterback in because there's a lot of other talent. Um, there's some great offensive line prospects. There's some great pass rushing prospects, receivers, like all all stuff that that they could definitely use. So I think um, this could be a draft where we see the Jets take a big step forward. Because you're right, we saw flashes out of them last year. You saw games where they were able to beat the Titans. They were able to beat the Bengals when they were healthier and able to put it together there there's some talent there and and you know within a year or two i wouldn't be surprised if they're if they're a real competitive team in the afc a play away from beating the books yeah yeah, yeah. let's see what happens with the jets the jets in london last year maybe in london this year boys and obviously your jags matt are going to be playing at wembley again this year i'm buzzing to have a game back at wembley again but matt just just finally um You've been extremely generous for your time. You're, you're a guy that gets up early in the morning. We love Good Morning Football over here, and we love the work that you do. For the people watching Good Morning Football and maybe they want to find out more about yourself, can you maybe let people know about your socials and maybe any exclusives coming up over the next few months? Is I'm, I'm not sure if Brian O'Leary is going to pop on Good Morning Football. Or if Brian, are you going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, that would, that would be awesome. But, uh, yeah, you can, find me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at MattHamilton25. Um, and you know, as you know, I'll pop into the show on occasion, um, still remains to be seen whether I'll be doing that in the off season or not for the draft as we get ready, but, um, but I'm hopeful and, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be going strong all off season. So I hope you guys stay tuned in as we go through the combine free agency, the draft, we're going to be, uh, it, you know, maybe the off season for NFL teams, but we're still, we're still going strong.